0: Alrighty, episode 50 of the positive podcast, the Big Five Zero. I am your host, Kevin Brawl, and I am here joined by my good friend and co-host, Jake Gibson, Jonathan Mayer. fellows. we did it. Episode 50. We're halfway through to 100 and a very long way to 200. But what's up, guys? Uh, We have a very, very special guest. Someone we've been trying to coordinate, try to get him for weeks, and we finally were able to get this time slot in here. But Jake, Johnny, how are you doing?
1: Man, my goodness, we're 50 episodes in. This was like such a dream for us way back in late 2022 when we started this thing up. But uh, the support has been absolutely insane. We also literally just hit 500 followers on, on Twitter or X, however you want to call it. That That's super cool as well. We can't thank you all enough for all the support. And um, we've just had the pleasure to have so many cool guests on the show over the years. You know, we've, we've had our good buddy, the AD Scott Carr. We've had players and coaches from 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 sport after sport, we even had the gosh darn president of FIU on the show, that's super sick, but um, yeah, uh, we just, just can't wait to see how this show evolves, as we eventually do hit episode 100 in, in, in 2029, but before we get there, we have, like you said, we have a cool one today, Jeff LeCory, FIU Baseball, it's going on that baseball train we're on right now, having all these awesome players on as we ramp up for opening day, which is like only weeks away at this point. Hey,
0: we're like, we're like, what, a little bit over two weeks away from opening day? So, Johnny, what's up? Um, I, you know, this is the perfect guy to bring onto the podcast for you because you saw him in Summer Ball. So,
2: what's up? And,
0: uh, if you want to introduce our, our guests,
2: yeah, obviously, um, well, oh, yeah, I think we're like either nine, 18 days, I think it is specifically. Well, it's, we're getting close, but yeah, um, obviously a great guest to have. And, um, and Jeffy, who I saw playing Summer Ball and, uh, Couple of the teams that, well, the games that I he was playing against my team, I think he had a two home run game. Like he was mashing and, and hitting really well. And uh, now he comes over to FIU and uh, somebody who has a cool story, Division Two now in Division One, but somebody that that will be a lot surprising a lot of people. And I think it'll be a huge impact with 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 his uh, his bat um, here in twenty twenty four. So super exciting to have uh, Jeff on.
0: Jeff, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. We're excited to have you, man.
3: No, what's up? Thanks for being on number 50. Halfway there. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. So I think we have to start with the most obvious
0: question. Just the first time you remember kind of playing baseball as a kid. And, you know, just tied into the next question, when did you decide that this was for you? Baseball was what you wanted to do and you wanted
3: to move on with. So, I mean, my first word was ball. So as <laughs> I kind of knew that was a sign. Like and, that ass? Yes. Yeah, I swear. First word was ball. Wow. And wow. my dad grew up as a like a big Yankees fan and he pitched in college and he kind of introduced me to pitching and that's what I stuck to. Like I never really picked up a bat. Like, I mean, when I was little, yeah, but like in high school, I never hit growing up. I never really hit growing up. And now I went to college to pitch and that didn't work out. And then I picked up a bat my sophomore year and now we're here. So kind of interesting story, but that's, that's how it
2: Oh, I guess I didn't even know I'm next. But uh just talk a little about 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 your um you know time playing baseball. What position did you start playing at at a young age, and um, what did you decide to kind of you know now looking at it ahead to play you know, in the outfield here in college?
3: So growing up, I actually played shortstop. Like growing up as a lefty, like you know you don't see a lefty shortstop nowadays. No, so not, not growing really. up, I used to be really good at that. So that was my main position, and then obviously i took that took away from me going on a big field and doing all that so i started pitching and i was pretty good at that and then i was like okay i'm gonna go pitch at the college level and my first year wasn't really the greatest at florida southern and my coach was like maybe try hitting and just stuck from there but yeah
1: yeah no absolutely and um Again, we always like to ask the ask this question to the baseball players. But as, as you were growing up and and getting more and more involved with in the sport, who were some players uh, in the big leagues, either current or former, that that you sort of looked up to? Maybe based some styles of either uh, of pitching, batting, whatever. Like, just, who were the players that you really just grew up like as so, were, like, yeah, never mind. It's, Go ahead. it's Derek Jeter.
3: So yeah. I'm a Yankees fan, like growing up, he's just the the leadership the guy brought to the pro, like the the MLB and just looking out, look, like, looking, like, up to him growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, my favorite number was two because of him. And just playing shortstop for the New York Yankees, that's always, like, who doesn't want to do that? And – but right now, like, some a hitter. Like, I like guys like Michael Harris on the Braves. He's a great hitter. Like, I can see my comp from him to me. Um, Robinson Cano was always a Yankee legend until so he got – you know, busted for doing whatever he did. And then pitching side, I didn't really have a comp because it was so, I was my own thing. Like I wasn't really throwing the hardest, but so, I mean, now hitting, it's just those couple guys, like Michael Harris and Robinson Cano. So. So you
1: said your Jersey number was, was number two in honor of Derek Jeter, but now it's 28. So when did, when when did that change? And is there any inspiration for 28? Okay.
3: So at Florida Southern, I was number six. That was my secondary favorite number. And, Iconically, Eight minus two is six, but they don't go in order. So that's how I kind of look at it. So it's kind of meant to be. But, I mean, I like what 28. Matt Olson on the Braves is a really good hitter. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of relate to him a little bit.
2: So now let's talk a little about your high school career. I think the one thing that stands out when you look at it is, you know, you were teammates with uh, a legend at LSU, Dylan Cruz, who's now, um, I think, just got in, is got invited to spring training. Yeah. Training.
1: yeah.
0: So yeah, obviously
2: – He's a guy who is ascending, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes his debut this year. But talk a little about that. Obviously, Grayson Moore, who now prospect with Cubs, you played with. Talk a little more about you know playing with 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 uh, Dylan Cruz and being able to be on you know a really good team at, at Lake Mary High School.
3: Yeah, so I've known Dylan since I was eight years old. So growing up with him was just it was a pleasure to be around him. Like he's the most humblest kid I've ever met. Never too like cocky about what he does. He's just he does everything like. When no one's watching like that kid would be hitting from 10 o'clock to one o'clock in the morning and no one will know and that's just what makes him who he is and i actually had the experience to hit with him over the summer this past summer and the winter a little bit and it's the same kid that i knew when i was eight just humble and high school he would show up to the field not talk to anybody just be himself and get working and then you saw he got drafted in the first round this past yeah, year
0: it was what, the, the second pick of the draft. So yeah. 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 So, if, what, so if, what, I was going to ask you, you, you still could be in touch with him then. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: And what are things that you learned from him? Obviously, you know, you're the same age, but you know, obviously he's in the professional. What are the what are things that you've touched away from, from his professionalism and also, you know, you know, playing with him as well?
3: He just said, like, he just kept it simple. He said, he just went out there and knew who he was as a player and didn't try to get too big in a situation where obviously playing in the SEC, it, LSU, like that's the biggest stage out there, and he just gave me advice is do you and just be yourself, like you're not going to be better than what you already are. So that's all I can say to other people. What he passed down to me. So,
0: so uh, obviously, coming out of high school, just kind of want to get you know what teams kind of were offering you, and then eventually, what made you decide to go to the division two level?
3: So, out of high school, I had no offers really, just Florida Southern they offered me. A very little scholarship to go pitch and i mean i hit a little bit in high school but it wasn't like to a point where i can get recruited to hit so it was either floor seven or the juco route and i mm-hmm. chose to go where historically the best division two program out there they had a ex MLB player as their head coach and lance negro and i mean they welcomed me the best and like i felt like that was my best fit
1: so so talking a bit more about uh Florida Southern, I, I believe they're called the Mox. I, I yes. that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, the Mox. Mm-hmm. Spent three years there, but in, in your first year it was something super interesting. You were a two-way player. So uh I just gotta know just how was that like? What what made you decide to be a two way player when joining? And just what was that arsenal looking like?
3: So at first I got there to pitch, and my coach is like, Yeah, we, we don't have the room for you to hit. So, like, okay, I'm gonna focus on pitching and to be honest, the pitching thing was just not my, my thing. Like the arm care, the just constantly throwing and you get to like master your craft really. And I wasn't there yet. And my first couple starts, I let up a lot of home runs and hard hit balls. And that just wasn't the confidence I wanted going into pitching and it just never really clicked for me, but then he offered me to hit. And I fell in love with just hitting home runs and I was never the biggest or the strongest, but I had the, the tools that hit home runs and they're like yeah we can fix you up and get you to the level you want to get to and that's what happened so so let's kind of go through the rest of your career here at, at um
0: at florida southern uh just take us through what what are some of the biggest things you've learned from your time at the division two level and i guess just we, we asked this to Keyshawn on the last episode but we asked him just you know there's players that obviously take the juke route, and at the end of the day they end up having a lot of success some mm-hmm. go to Division One, just like Keyshawn just did. But for you, why would you say maybe sometimes the Division Two level, you know, although everyone wants to play D1 baseball, yeah. why would you say sometimes in this case the Division Two level maybe is the right way to go to eventually have success? Because I mean, at the end of the day, there are a lot of Division Two players that go on to go to the major leagues.
3: Mm-hmm. So Division Two, like I was in the best conference out there, like you can, SSC is pretty much the SEC of Division One, and you get a lot of D one bounce backs that go to division two level in our conference. And it was basically facing everybody's best. Every time we like played And the D two level coming to the D one level is nothing, di- nothing different. It's just the same game of baseball. So, I mean, I mean, I didn't see any difference other than just preparing yourself the right way and knowing that there are going to be better people out there. And then that's basically it just go in there just be confident, really.
2: There we go. obviously, for you, um, had a dominating, you know, season last year with Florida Southern, you know, over hitting over, you know, three hundred, you know, double-digit home runs and RBIs, and one of the, you know, top players in, in Division Two. Um, and with that, obviously, before you went to FIU, you 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 played in summer ball. Obviously, you were with uh, the Florida League, which mm-hmm. I was also, you know, helping to be intern a part of, and uh, you were there for a couple, three seasons. 2022 you were an MVP of the league and this past year still you put really really good good numbers but um what is it like playing in Florida uh, you know in a summer league collegiate summer league baseball league we talked with Ryan about that it's it's a wooden bat but um you really were able to carry produce numbers but what was it like being able to use that to help your game grow um you know over the summer and get more games in and more at-bats
3: so in the Florida league you see everyone's Everyone's in Florida, so you're going to see guys, at freshmen at big schools that can't get into the other leagues, and I feel like that was the best thing for me, seeing these guys that already developed and got the opportunity to play D1 baseball out of high school and me being at a Division two school and, like, experience what that D1 level is like. And I can – over summer, I realized, oh, I can play a D1 baseball, and it just put in my mind that I can, you know, leave my other school and come to FIU and perform the same way well or even better, so –
0: I guess it I want to ask you this. Sorry, Johnny, but I, I do want to ask you just like, what would you say is the biggest difference between the wooden bat and the and
3: the aluminum bat? Wooden bat, you have you don't have as much give as a metal bat. Like you can get jammed in metal and still get it out of the infield. Wood bat, that thing's gonna break right on contact, and you're not gonna get the best results. Like as wood gives you as metal. So I mean, I personally like wood bat better because it's you get you see results. Like you're not gonna. Hit a ball and it's going to go out with a metal bat. It's it's completely different. But
2: yeah. now I was going to say also with a couple a couple guys in the team, Jaquan Smith, Jacob, and also were in mm-hmm. the Florida League and and so much talent. I think you talk about it. You know you know and some names probably wouldn't people know, but we had guys from UCF, mm-hmm. FSU, you know Vanderbilt. Like so mm-hmm. many guys that were talented and a lot of it was you know you were saying that Jeff is you saw the potential that you had playing at at, at the summer league and it showed. Hey, I can play the D one level and here you are mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah. You know, going to be expect you know a big bat uh, for FIU.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No. Uh, no doubt about it. Kevin,
1: for the fiftieth time, I think it's time for a news break.
0: I think it is.
1: Then let's get right into it. This is the pause up uh, pause uh, uh, podcast news break. Your source for all things FIU athletics and just FIU in general. So let us start off with FIU baseball, conveniently. Uh, As we now know the full extent of former FIU Panthers that will be competing in the Caribbean series that's going to start this Thursday at Lone Depot Park in Little Havana. Last, Last week we had mentioned Edwin Rios for Team Puerto Rico, but now we know that Irving Lopez will represent Team Mexico and JC Escara will also be representing Team Puerto Rico. And while it's not 100% confirmed, as they are still finalizing their roster, it's likely that Juan Teixeira will will be representing Team Venezuela. So in any event, lots of former Panthers uh, uh, we will see uh, this upcoming Thursday and throughout that weekend over at Lone Depot Park in the Caribbean Series. Now moving on to football, were we announced not that long ago that – not announced, we found out that uh, not that long ago – Former FIU wide receiver Tyrese Chambers announced that he has declared for the NFL draft. Now we know, according to ML football, among other sources that Chambers has heard from both from the uh, Seattle Seahawks, Dallas Cowboys and Jacksonville Jaguars about potentially being drafted in late April. Chambers had a very solid two year stint with the Panthers racking up over a thousand yards in 2021 before transferring to Maryland last year. Uh, and here's some cool uh, just FIU news. Last week, none other than Bad Bunny stopped by FIU to share some wisdom with some students here at the uh, FIU. The critically acclaimed Puerto Rican rapper stopped by the Chaplin School of Hospitality and Tourism in the Biscayne Bay campus uh, last Friday to share some advice and talk about his experience with professional David Grutman. As part of the David Grutman experience, this is a class for students to get advice and inspiration from renowned stars to start their own hospitality platform. Bad Bunny, I'm not 100% sure if he actually sang anything or not, but still, he now joins the likes of Drake, Jason Momoa, and Rick Ross in regards to people who have stopped by Professor Grutman's class. Uh, we, here's a bonus story for Newsbreak. It was announced by our very own Kevin Baral on Twitter or X, however you name it that uh, uh, FIU outside linebackers coach Anthony Gator will be taking over for DeMarcus Van Dyke, who recently left to the University of South Florida, and will become the brand-new cornerbacks coach of FIU. Of course, Anthony Gator, a former defensive back for the Panthers. This does mean that FIU football will have to fill out the outside linebackers coaching vacancy now, but still very cool that the former FIU Panther coaching what he used to play uh, for the team. So that was your... Very brief news break. So, uh, Lecori, let's get back into things. Let's talk a bit more about the uh, the journey to FIU. Okay, so obviously, from from the state of Florida, went to a went went to a Florida Southern. But uh, aside from that, uh, well, why did you pick FIU? Was it just location wise because they had offered? Was there anything else to do it?
3: So it was a long process. I being a three year student at a Division two private school, my credits were a big issue. To go anywhere like to any other big school and i had multiple other schools reach out like day by day that by day and then rich witten hit me up and was like all right like we want you here and i sent over my transcripts and he first told me that where it might not work as all the other schools told me and i'm like okay like maybe i made the wrong decision by transferring and then he came back a week later and said okay we got you in and this is the only school I could get into and this was like late july and school's right around the corner so i'm like do i go back to where i was and not have the chance a better chance to get drafted or come here and you know perform and do well and have boost my chances even more so i just made that decision and went with my only like place i can get into and i haven't regretted it since how close were you to to staying at a, at the d2 level not close at all i I personally don't think I would have loved it as much as I do here because I've been through it for two straight years and I feel like I needed more experience and more competition for myself. Talk to us a little bit
0: about your first impressions of, you know, not only the school, the campus itself, which we'll get into later, but just the team in general. I mean, there was a lot of turnover going from 2022 to 2023. A lot of guys left if it was either due to the transfer portal, graduating, out of eligibility. But you guys brought in a lot of new guys. I mean, yourself, Keyshawn Brylin, Jacob McKenzie. I mean, a lot of more pitching. This is a team that looks completely different. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, what have been your initial impressions, not only about of FIU, but just – the division 1 level itself obviously you've yet to face an actual team that isn't you know your own teammates but from what you've seen from them in terms of the pitching or anything that you may have noticed now at the division 1 level what are some things you've noticed
3: everything is well organized like coming from a division 2 we had certain hours where we could you know be at the field since it's a private school and our our field is off campus so we couldn't have access like at nights like I do now and just everything is practiced it was well ran Everything was different. Like, there's high intensity. Like, at my old school, it was just a lot just laid back and do what you got to do to be better. And It's no more, like, hands-on. And I got here, and Rich just, like, implemented that right right on the spot. Like, we're going to be hands-on with you. Like, we're going to make you better, like, day by day. And I have seen that a lot. And the weight training is 100 times better than the one I had before. Like, I've already put on 15 pounds, like, from being here, which is great. So, yeah. everything has just been – It's just a higher level of knowledge i think and it just makes d2 to d1 and that's what everyone's been saying
1: i'm pretty sure uh said the exact same thing when we had him on the show last week about availability and ease of access and how important that is to sort of uh, honing your skills and sort of developing new ones here so uh, it's cool to see that fiu does in fact provide that it that is awesome
2: And know you talked a little bit about, you know, um, coming here to FIU. And obviously we, I got to see we all got to see you in depth, you know, this off season and the fall and now a little bit here um, in the winter and now in, in full practice, team practices. But what were things that you were working on in, in your first, you know, fall and off season here at FIU and it's now implementing solely here in team practice and getting ramping up for, for the season starting?
3: So in the fall, I had a pretty successful fall, fall I think. And since the VLO is a lot higher now, from Division 2 to D1, it's consistent. I think I was struggling on staying tight with my swing instead of all right, like a D2 I can get away with being long because the pitching is not as consistent. And I talked to Rich about this and he was like, stay tight and you'll succeed at this level. And my first inner squad, like it just showed that what he was telling me is, is like helping me to be a better hitter. And that's just what I stuck with the whole off season and winter and it's showing right now, so.
0: You hit the walk off the other day on Saturday, so
3: okay. certainly shows. It mm-hmm.
2: obviously, yeah. For you, oh, I'll go no, on. no, I'm, go I'm, ahead, Johnny. My t- <laughs> no, obviously, you know, you talk a little about you know off season and you know one thing around the corner, and I know something that is on a lot of the mind for for the seniors here is obviously the MLB draft. Um, how are you preparing for that? Obviously, and what are some things that maybe you're learning, you know, in the process, of hopefully getting drafted uh, to a professional team, and you know this is a big year for you to take that step.
3: Mm-hmm so last year i had the opportunity to go to a couple go pro workouts and experience that that level of intensity and i was told by my advisor that we could have a chance to get drafted late this year but division two held that against me because there was no data to back my stats up and i was told that that's the main issue and they like to look at that stuff and teams go by data now and we didn't have any so coming here, like the first day I got here, they're like, "Okay, we have data on you," and I think that's just going to be the main. I mean, obviously got to perform the way I've been doing, but they have that data now to go back it up. So hopefully, it all works out in my favor.
0: So how big would you say this season is for you, as uh, you know, just in terms of draft stock and possibility to get drafted, no, no matter where it is, just go to a
3: major league organization. Or gonna, how big I'm going to treat it as like my make or break year, like? I'm gonna, it's my first year here. It's gonna be my last year of college baseball, regardless. So I'm gonna have fun with it, but I'm not gonna stress out about it. Like I know, I'm I know what I'm capable of doing. So I'm just gonna go in there. Like I mean, it's my last year. Like I'm not gonna take that like lightly. But it's gonna be a fun year. Like I'm with mm-hmm. my brothers that I met seven months ago, and they're already like best friends to me. And just have fun. Like that's all I'm gonna go into it.
1: Mm-hmm. So on a scale of like one to lights out, this season is gonna be. wow it was that 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 plug was so great that that kevin disappeared he's
3: gone he's
1: he's he's vanished uh okay well thankfully i I had the next question lined up here so uh jeff you you're only going to get one year of conference usa action and admittedly the conference has changed quite a bit in the span of a year Mm -hmm. but uh, I got to know, what have you noticed from the outside looking in about Conference USA? Of course, you have Dallas Baptist who just came in and, and already had an amazing first season here. And mm-hmm. uh, aside from them, what are are there any other teams that really stand out to you uh, early on?
3: Well, obviously, we all know Nolan Shanwell, who got drafted out of FAU last year. Yes. And I, that stood out. To, I have a lot of friends that go to FAU, go to Law Tech. And I mean, like Rich tells us all the time, like this is a top seven baseball conference in D1. Like, You have the power five, and then you have six and seven. That's what we are. And I feel like performing at this level is going to be – it's going to be tough. But, like, I mean, like, there's good teams. There's going to be good pitching. Like, Dallas Baptist is really good. I know Law Tech is pretty dang good too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just – I mean, at the end of the day, it's baseball. Like, you got to do what you got to do to perform. But, no, I'm excited for the Conference USA this year, with the new teams we got and all that. Yeah, so – you know the, the other day I saw you kind of pick it
0: a little bit at first base didn't know you had that in you to be honest I knew you'd played first base but is that somewhere where we could expect you to see you play sometime this year I mean we know you have Guida there Brylin and you have uh, Figgy over there but you know you, you you do have the experience and it does help in terms of depth and you know versatility
3: yeah so I played first base my two years at Southern I don't know if y'all you guys knew that but And then they moved me to the outfield just because it would boost my draft stock, but it was a little too late for that. And I guess here it's just going to be more of a, like a spot start so we can get like the best bats in our lineup. And I'm totally fine with that. So it will be center field, right field and first base for this year. So you'll be seeing me mixing in at every spot, maybe on the mound, but not too sure about that one. Uh
0: (laughs) <laughs> have you have you thrown at all any done any pitching I stuff? I've pitching
3: mound since my sophomore year of college. So what's the arsenal?
0: Ooh.
3: My pitches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have two seam, four seam. I got curveball slider, and I have a knuckleball. So
2: oh, we don't see that anymore. I would say though we have enough two-way guys. I think I trace and yeah, we in and
3: we we've we were pretty pretty some pretty good two-way guys. I don't think I'm as good as they are, so when it comes to the mound. But,
1: gotcha. Yeah, I I did want to uh, circle back and talk a bit more, a bit more about the uh, the schedule because like you alluded to, FAU non conference opponent, but still uh, a very high quality opponent. There mm. there are a lot of really interesting um, non conference opponents that FAU is going to be taking on this season. Of course, you have FGCU, you have you have Iowa, Long Island to start off the season. You have Wofford there towards the uh, the back end. Just who are some of the non conference? opponents that you're really excited especially at the d1 level to really see what they can do
3: i mean week two we have notre dame so i mean i'm stoked about that one like yeah like you're gonna that's you're gonna see the best of the best there and actually relating back to dylan Cruz here he played iowa last year and brody breck one of the best pitchers out there now and just seeing he was telling me just like these guys are gonna be the best of the best so like you know how like they're gonna be good and i'm excited for that one late in the year so
2: yeah, it's the hey, final, it's the final, final series. Mm-hmm.
3: And Miami, of course. Like we have, we play them. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Johnny. What are you gonna say?
2: Oh, mm-hmm. I was gonna say no. I was say I think it's. I was, tell- I was telling. I told Ryan this. It's like the. It's the oddest non-con because it's like the, it's the last series of the year. You probably you're you're gonna you know, your fate in the conference tournament. So essentially, it's one of those games where it's you know, to boost your, your team's RPI yeah. and depending on how the season goes on, it could be a really important series to maybe really have an at-large bid. You never know. So I'm, I'm intrigued by that series. I
3: think. Yeah. And even they might have a chance to play for something too, for their yeah spoiler or something. and they're going to be throwing their best of best and playing their best of best. So it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be fun playing that powerhouse of a school. Have you, you
0: know, you look at this, this rivalry with Miami, do you guys consider it a rivalry? I know this is your first year at FIU, but you know, last year kind of felt like that first year, and maybe, you know, Jake and Johnny could probably attest to this. They've been here longer than I have, but yeah. kind of felt like it felt like the rivalry that we've been wanting. I mean, I mean, you know, not to thing
1: for mm-hmm. you guys,
0: you guys have lost 10 straight against the U. So, you know, it's definitely, it kind of feels like this is a year where there is a chance. You guys got walked off last year. You know, there was a nine inning blow up, and then Ooh. I think the other, the other two were run rules, but still have yeah. a chance. So, you know, how, how much do you guys talk about? Miami
3: you know when well, you we people. don't really we don't really talk about the youth much less around here it's not a topic because <laughs> obviously it's the Miami and we're in Miami so yeah, yeah. I mean I knew about it like the rivalry but I didn't know how serious it was till I got here and like I know kids on the team are friends with guys at Miami and like they still talk but like when it's on the field like it's it's a rivalry and I've been part of a pretty good rivalry at Florida Southern versus University of Tampa, and. We were best friends with those guys off the field, but when it came on the field, it's a different environment, and I feel like that's how it is going to be here.
0: With University of Tampa is pretty nice, right? For the most part, the facilities and all that. Uh, you've mm-hmm. been there, right?
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: They're they're one of the D two powerhouses. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, I'm
3: pretty sure they're going D one soon. Like Nova, are they D one next year? Or so
0: they should because those are those are programs for the most part that you know not just in baseball, but you know overall they've had a lot of a success. Lot of yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is a question I asked Keyshawn, and it's probably a hard question to answer. But, you know, this is a team that from 2022 to 2023 saw the win total go up. Now, you guys come here to 2024. I would say this is one of the better teams. This is right now the best team Coach Witten has had. I know it's two years, but you look at the turnover and how much additions you guys made, you know, more power, more depth. The pitching Mm is a lot better. What do you guys need to do in 2024 to have more success than this last year in 2023?
3: I just feel like what I've heard, everyone's just bought in. Like we have a standard here and I feel like we're all just buying in and every program has 90% of the team that's bought in is going to succeed and win. And our goal is to win 35 games. And I feel like we can get, get above that mark this year just by what I've seen. And everyone's clicking like we're all on the same terms. We all have the same motivation, the same like mindset. So I feel like we, we have a, a good chance to be really good this year. All right. Well, that's so, awesome to hear,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, man, hey, 35 wins would be fun. It'll change the
3: whole recruiting class, too. Like, people would want to come here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, exactly. I've seen in the past, FIU hasn't been the greatest at baseball. So, and the coaches, I mean, Rich is an amazing coach. Like, they had Merv whatever, for how long, and it's not been the greatest of hearing. But, you know, we can change it this year. Yeah, Jake and Johnny could attest to that. too. Yeah.
1: Oh, yes, yeah. We were uh, we we sat through those years, but yeah, it's nice to see um, a lot of a lot of hope surrounding opening day. A lot a lot of hype, just a lot more hype on social media than
3: there's, yeah.
1: there's been for a while. And that, and that that is a great sign, and so and well deserved. That should be a fun series against Long Island. Yeah. So let's right. get into some of the more fun uh, rapid fire questions, as we like to do here near the tail end of the show. Let's start off with what is uh your pre-game ritual and or any superstitions that you have leading up to a game?
3: I always have to get Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I don't know if that's weird or not, but no matter what day or time it is, it has to be Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know why. It's just something I've been doing since my sophomore year. My roommate actually introduced it to me, and he was like, just get a coffee, dude. Like, And I hit two home runs that game. So it's just <laughs> there you go. I stuck to for my whole hitting career at least. So, Which what's your order? order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so a medium caramelized coffee, cream and sugar. That's it. Wow. Yeah, they, have one, okay. they have
1: a
0: Dunkin' Donuts here on campus. so.
3: Yeah, they do. You're, you're a though. But. They do? Oh, yeah.
1: It's, it's a PG-5, right? You
2: want to say
0: PG-5. Yeah, PG-5. PG85. All right, you're up, Johnny.
2: I am up. Uh, what's my question for you? My question is, obviously, you talked about summer ball. We both were there in the Florida League. What is your su- favorite summer ball game or moment Whatever stood out to you in your three years in the Florida League?
3: You know, to be honest, it was actually this past summer when I made my return to Sanford. Ah, the
2: two-home run game, yeah.
3: I went four for five with, I think, six RBIs, and that was like my return home. And I was like welcomed and booed by the fans there. So, I mean, it was was cool, though. It was like one of those experiences that I'll never experience again because it was such a late decision for me to go play for the River Rats' Mm -hmm. rival, really. And I just, it was awesome. Like I loved being having that experience in my career there. So
2: I remember that. I think I think it was like a twenty. To, it was twenty to four. Or something. It was. Yeah, that was most you
3: know. first loss of the year too. So yeah,
2: it was our first. Yeah, loss. We were the best team. We, yeah, we were the yeah. best team Stanford, and then it was downhill from there. Yeah.
0: I think this is a hard question because there's a lot of guys for this answer, but I know who I know who Brylan and Keyshawn said. But who's the funniest
3: player on the on the baseball team? Hmm. I mean, if I want to be boring, I will say Bryland. Okay.
1: Okay. Interesting.
3: A boring pick. Because everyone chooses him, you know? Like, you yeah, guys. Oh, no, no one's chosen him. So. No. no. Yeah.
1: Nobody's chosen him. Everyone wants to with Owen.
3: Yeah. Oh, Owen is another level of funny, too. Um, Ronnie Medina is probably one of the funniest guys. There we go. Have. I mean, Guida cool. too. Like you you're so many yeah. characters,
2: Guida, Ro- Ronnie, all those guys. But if I had to choose, it would probably be Ronnie. I don't know if you saw that. The, I think I, I, we posted that little video of the Taylor Swift song. And mm-hmm. he went off. He was, like, doing his own little Bad Bunny little skit. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good dude for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, you're up, Jake.
2: Uh, yeah, so
1: uh, – Again, get getting sort of accustomed to this campus. Obviously, you found your spot in Dunkin' Donuts with that pregame ritual. But aside from that, what would you say are some of your favorite spots to either hang out or or, or grab some food?
3: I haven't really experienced the not Miami food yet, but I mean Chipotle. Everyone can doesn't go wrong with some Chipotle. It's not even on
2: campus. It's not even on campus.
3: I know. On campus though, probably Chick Fil A and Chick-fil-A. Tropical Smoothie or yeah. Tropical Cafe, whatever it's called. I forgot. We always, always go there after lift or before lift, So that's probably yeah, the same. So it's, it's,
2: it's right there. It's like it's right, you know. Yeah. And then
3: it's 8th good. Street, when the food's good, it's a great spot to hang out. Yeah. yeah. But, Absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I'm glad you Especially mentioned Chipotle.
3: I Out the door. But other than that, it's sometimes pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, Johnny and I went there today.
0: But I forgot. You know, now that you mentioned Chipotle, Johnny said that Chipotle is overrated.
3: No, you're crazy. Well, yeah. I haven't been there. I haven't been. I have never been, been to Chipotle. How
2: can you I've say it's overrated? So
0: it, he's never been to Chipotle. So, so, you, Chipotle so right. what do you
3: get then? What, what's your like meal if you like for Chipotle? Do you I've never Mo's? been to. Chipotle.
2: I never like if I have gone, either. I, like, like you know, there's something else next door that I'll eat, but I never been to Chipotle. I don't know. Have it's you been weird, to Moe's? Well, I've never but been to Moe's. I don't say it's
1: overrated.
2: Overrated. No, i think was, i've true. never been there so i'm just making that case so dang that's
3: such a hot take right there
2: yeah yeah you're
3: gonna get some <laughs> hate really. for that i, I really, hate really that, yeah. yeah
2: who said alex sanchez was the one i said it to and he was he was upset by that and he was just as stunned as jeff is
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right jeff, all right well uh, here's a super uh, fun uh,
1: question i'm, I'm sorry Yeah, I I have
0: my question, man. Come on. Okay, go for it. What's what's your favorite spot to hang out on campus? That's not your dorm. Everyone says your dorm. We need to spice it up.
3: Baseball locker room. Well, it's a nice locker room. Yeah. No, we have TVs. We have speakers. We have everything that you can have five people there and just have the best time of your life, really. So, baseball locker room.
2: What's the? uh, Yeah, who's getting the Oxford in, in, in the locker room? With music who's the
3: easiest the- it honestly depends on the people in there but normally it's it's either orlando dookie he always plays songs uh rooney brandon rooney a lot always mm-hmm. hops on there um nikki nick nicholas patelli nikki p but those are the only guys that i'm around in the locker room that can play music sometimes me you know depends mm-hmm. on how the mood is the
2: yeah what's the playlist
3: rod wave i don't know if you guys are big rod wave fans but mm-hmm.
2: Is that, is that science What's to come for uh, for your walk-up song, though? I don't know if you want to tell well, no, no. us. My, my your... walk-up
3: song is completely different. So you're going like, to hold that to the day song. you're saying?
2: You ready to share a walk-up is... song on
3: here? Do you want me to play it or no? Or,
2: or, or no. Do you want, do you oh, want to walk play it?
3: No, you guys can – it's Run This Town by Rihanna and Jay-Z. So,
2: oh, okay.
3: Um, right, in the, right in the beginning.
2: Is, is okay. that, is you always had that walk-up song or this is you – know, you So know.
3: my sophomore year is when I started doing it, my first year hitting, and – I just liked how it was walking up to the player with that, the beat, and it just flipped me. So mm. I kept it for three straight that's
2: years. Dope. There we go. We, now we know February so, 16th. what, what <laughs> walk up song is. You'll Wait, hear there it. There you go.
1: I guess this is another instance of, 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 of pause up breaking news that's super. Yeah, safe. there
2: you go. Yeah,
3: there
1: you go. go.
2: Yeah.
1: So here's a fun question that I, I want to say every baseball player we've had on, they always have a different answer. But if, if you could have an at bat with, any pitcher in Major League Baseball, both past and present,
3: who would it be, and how do you think you would do? If do I want myself to succeed, or is it just something that I,
1: I I would hope you would want yourself to succeed, but but
3: for for my I want to face Garrett Cole. I don't know Ooh. why. Damn,
0: okay, um, something
3: unanimous. I, I saw him pitch in person, mm-hmm. and I was thinking to
2: myself, like, can I hit this? Like. Am I going to be able to at least I, come close? I think you can take a fastball down that down the middle. I think you can hit something. Yeah. He, you know, I think,
3: I think I could too. So I mean, I would love to have that experience to face Garrett Cole. What's the so approach?
2: Wait, so what would be your game plan though? Like, uh, yeah,
3: I know he he attacks with the fastball really early, and he has a pretty good cutter. So I think for my sake, I'd back off the plate a little bit mm-hmm. and try to adjust to that cutter. But if I see the fastball early in the count, I'm just going to attack to it. Mm-hmm.
1: I guess we've hey, heard I'm Randy Johnson, afraid. we've heard uh Shohei Otani. We we've heard a lot of
3: interesting- Nolan Ryan, Guida said I'm going to
2: Keyshawn okay. said Randy Johnson. That's what he yeah, said. That's,
3: uh, I just don't like facing lefties, so
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Keyshawn
0: said Randy Johnson, Brylin said Shohei, and Guida said um okay. Nolan Ryan. Okay. So I guess I do want to ask this is actually probably I don't know how much of an interesting question may be, but like you obviously you're a player and you play almost most of the time but when you're watching it as a fan how different is that experience what from like maybe a normal fan like do you see the game any differently from the stands
3: or i actually do i look for people's body language a lot and like what they do like i watch an outfit for example like aaron judge for everyone loves that guy you Mm -hmm. watch him in between innings or you watch him during the game like he's always Always on time with his feet. He's communicating to the other outfielders. Like that's just the type of guy that I as a fan, like I watch that that type of stuff. Like as a normal fan, like they're, oh, who's gonna hit the next home run? Like I'll watch like just on deck routines and all that type of little stuff that people don't know about. There we go.
1: No, that no, that that that's super dope. Um we have a lot of cool uniforms here at FIU baseball. I'd like to know. Uh, out of all of them, there's like five or six. I want to say, which one? Which one are you most excited to wear?
3: The blue pin stripes, for sure. Mm,
1: the blue yes. ones. Right.
2: That's you is know. that is that the one with uh? What does it say? Blue pin shirt. like the the baby no, blue ones?
3: No, no. Oh, no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm grab one. it's right here behind me. So
2: here, let's yeah. yeah. If you want to take, show us. right back. Well, while he's getting
1: that, let's take this time to conveniently say thank you to everyone who has. um been a fan of the show for these last 50, technically 50.5 50. episodes of the pause Up
3: podcast. Ah, oh, there, it is. Is. Ah,
2: there we go. You yeah, those? Those, are, those are your favorite? That's your favorite uniform? This
3: is, the, this is the one I want to wear. During the blue and gold series, I didn't get a chance to wear it, so I want to wear that one. Do you it's like the, wear. um?
2: what's the ones? Everyone's talking the, about the, the baby blue ones. The, the baby the blue nose.
3: ones are really dope. The There's yeah. a cookies and cream run. That
2: is like mm-hmm. gray and has like yeah, little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard yeah. described
1: as cookies and cream before, but you know, now I can kind of see it. I kind of see it, yeah. Now,
3: but I love pinstripes. I never wore pinstripes. Being pinstripes. a Yankees fan, pinstripes are just what I like, and that's the one I want to wear. So,
2: how about the one for all we wore for the media day shoot, content day? Remember those? The PM oh, the was... white,
3: the white pinstripes. The one, ones too are nice. I like those. those. Are those are my second favorite behind the blue one? So there
0: we go. It may pinstripes be a weird question, but. It may be a weird question, but have you worn the baby blue pants? Have not. Those oh. are the ones. Okay. With no apparently, blue. apparently no they're they yeah. like pajamas. Yeah, you they can't like wear pajamas. a belt. Yeah. So that I'm,
3: I'm hoping for a Vice jersey this year, though. So we can. I wish Johnny, I. do you have the
2: scoop? I wish I did. I wish oh. I did. Oh, man, uh, oh. all, right.
1: all right. Well, drop us up here. Yeah. Uh, another. Uh, yeah, another quick question: Who's winning the World Series, Jeff? Ooh. Or the Super World
2: Bowl, Super Bowl, you mean? Okay, well,
1: let's we'll start with Super Bowl. Yeah, that's Super the more... Bowl.
3: Well, I wanted the Ravens to win, but that one was out of luck. <laughs> I I want to see the Chiefs win. Like Patrick Mahomes is a generational talent. Again, again. I mean, you got to give it to him. He's brought that team from ground zero, and look what he's doing now. But I, yeah, I'm gonna go Chiefs. I don't like the 49ers at all. So
0: I wonder.
1: You had mentioned happen. before the show you're you're an Odell fan, so. Wherever Odell plays, you're 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 a big fan of,
3: right? Yeah, big fan of, yeah.
1: Cool. I was going for the Lions just because it would have been. Ins- I feel like the Lions was who the America was really. If the
3: Lions the I would have rooted for the Lions, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: um, well, going back then, what's your way too early World Series prediction?
3: Hmm. Got to go to the Yankees. Okay. I, I can see them doing it this year. I don't know why. Hey man,
0: they got Soto, so yeah, they, they got Soto. They
3: got Soto. they'll sign Blake Snell or Cody Bellinger in the next month or so. So, we'll see.
1: So that's the AL. Who's getting in from the NL?
3: No, no that, I mean he meant to say the Yankees are winning it all, bro. Oh, oh
1: they're, they're they're winning the whole dang it's thing.
3: The whole dang thing, the Yankees. But NL, I like. I mean, the Dodgers just got the super team, so might as well go them.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. At this yeah. point. <laughs>
3: At this point, just give it some, just give the ring. To next
2: man. decade, just say the Dodgers. Yeah. Feels like it, yeah. So, yeah.
1: already, then. Uh, again, Jeff, thanks for uh, spending some time with us on episode mm-hmm. 50. And uh, uh, we always ask this to every uh, guest we have on the show. But if you have anything you'd like to say to your teammates, fans, alumni, just anyone who's watching about this upcoming baseball season, the floor is yours.
3: I mean, just. I'm Jeff Lucoria and play baseball here at FIU and whoever's (laughs) watching, thanks for watching and pause up. There you go. We do do ask this to every
0: athlete and we forgot to do it. Who should be the next baseball player that we bring on this podcast?
1: Try not to say. So we've had Rylan,
0: we've had Guida, we've had Keyshawn. We need a pitcher. And we've had had Logan Rundy. Logan Rundy. I
2: think we need another pitcher.
3: pitcher. A pitcher? Um. Bring on Owen Puck. Ooh.
2: Everyone <laughs> says Puck.
3: <laughs> and if, if it's a hitter, if it's a hitter, bring on Austin Deering. There mm, you go. 80, I like that one. 80. We'll do
0: Deering and then we'll do Puck as well. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Yeah, sounds good. We we'll feel
0: definitely
1: like Puck's do. inevitable at this point. With all with all <laughs> the the players that say yeah, that.
3: Man, Everyone says Puck, but yeah, he'll make it a comedy show. So
1: Puck, if you're watching, <laughs> I mean, I mean, hit us up, bro. I mean, yeah,
3: yeah
0: man. We got the SID right,
1: here, done. so we'll make it happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, All right, so we'll wrap it up here. Um, Jeff, again, thank you so much for hopping on. We we're very, yeah. were we very excited that uh, we're able to get to do this. FIU taking on LIU February 16th, I believe. It'll be two, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. So make sure to go out there and support the Panthers. So from mm-hmm. Jake, Johnny, Jeff, and myself, we'll see you guys all. We're going to take a break for the Super Bowl, and uh, we'll be out back in, I want to say, two weeks. So peace Potential. out. And as always. Pause
1: up. For the 50th time, pause Pause up. up,